Welcome to Don't Touch That Dial, a classic TV podcast. Did you grow up in the 70s and 80s? Did you rush home from school to watch reruns of The Brady Bunch and The Partridge Family? Is Adam West your favorite Batman? Did you make sure you got your homework done early on Tuesdays to watch Happy Days and Laverne and Shirley and stayed home on Friday nights so that you didn't miss an episode of Dallas? On each episode of Don't Touch That Dial, three guys who love TV will look back on those days and talk about the shows and stars that made watching television before streaming, DVRs, and even VCRs so special. We'll dive deep into our favorite shows, debate classic episodes, and talk about the trends that made watching TV all those years ago a whole lot of fun and a little wacky. So come and knock on our door, take a seat, pour yourself a glass of Orange High C, and get ready to have fun and hopefully some laughs as we look back on an era of great shows, Static, and Seven Channels. Hey, Jody, sit on it. <laughs> Will you stifle? Kiss my grits. Don't worry, everyone. We're not fighting. We're just sharing some of our favorite catchphrases from classic TV shows from the 70s and 80s. Welcome to Don't Touch That Dial, a classic TV podcast. I'm Anthony Stecker. I'm Jody Schwartz. And I'm Keith Loria. So before we get to catchphrases, there's one kind of neat story in the news that we wanted to talk about. The Cheers bar was sold at auction. And when I read this, I thought they meant the, the, the bar that's known as Cheers Beacon Hill, formerly the Bull and Finch bar, that this is actually the set that was used on on Cheers. It was sold at auction for $675,000. That includes the stools. And I just wanted to get everybody's thoughts. What do you think of this? Let's let's start with Keith. I think this, this is a landmark piece of television history, and uh, that's a fair price. Yeah, yeah. Jody? It's the actual set you're saying? It's not the bar itself. It's the, it's the set. The person who bought this owns the set that Sam and Woody stood behind and Norm sat at and Lilith sat at. Yeah, the yeah, actual... Here's the question. What do they do with it? Does it go like, like how do you, like you put it up in your living room? How do you, what, what do you do with it? If your living room's big enough. Apparently okay. the guy who owned it had this like incredible collection and he always wanted a museum for his collection, but it never happened. So he auctioned off a bunch of stuff. He also included Batman and Robin uniforms uh, worn by Adam West and Burt Ward and Johnny Carson's desk, which actually went less for the Cheers bar. Really? Johnny Carson's desk was available somewhere? Yes. And according to the LA Times, it, it went for less than uh, the Cheers bar. <laughs> He'll do anything. kind of like, it doesn't go to Leno. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like when Kramer set up Merv Griffin's. Yeah, I was uh, just about to say that. that that's, that's... So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. But let's talk about one more Cheers-related thing. Because a few weeks ago, the Ted Lasso finale aired or streamed. And it had... Ted Lasso has had quite a few Cheers references over the years. But I think this was the best one. Who want... Somebody else explain it. Keith, say, tell everybody what the what the reference was in, in the Ted Lasso finale. So at the towards the end of the episode, the bar owner, and Jody, you must know her name, I do not I, I actually don't <laughs> oh <laughs> um she she calls kind of a last call and, and moves the photo which is the same photo sam touches and, and moves as hung in the cheers bar since the beginning yeah that that's a that's actually a photo of geronimo and that photo was in nicholas colasantis's if i'm saying that name correctly it was in his dressing room and after he died they put it on the set so that moment in cheers was sort of the tribute to coach moment in the cheers finale oh by the way her name is may i just 
just looked it up. Hey, that's right. So there you go. But yeah, very, very cool. Jody, what did you think of that moment in Ted Lasso? It, it, the, whole, the whole episode was great. But yes, a great moment. Hit me right away. And, you know, I was always a huge fan of the of the Cheers finale. And it, it brought me right back to that. So it's always, it, it really tied it in nicely. Yeah, I think the Cheers finale is one of the all, all-time great finales. Yeah. Just one more quick thing. And this is about the three of us. But Keith was away when the finale of Ted Lasso aired. And when he finally saw it two weeks later, he texted us and said, did you guys see the Cheers reference? And I'm like, I've been dying for two weeks to talk about <laughs> this with you. <laughs> so. You delayed us talking about it for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, to criticize. But All right, so let's go on to uh, catchphrases. With, boy, where do we start? It's such a big topic. Catchphrases really in this era of TV that we talk about the 70s and 80s, they were all the rage. Uh, shows had them and they were said over and over again. I'll give a little tiny background on the history of catchphrases and I don't know how official this is, but CBS Morning, CBS Sunday Morning a few months ago did a report on this Dennis the Menace statue that got stolen from a park and they talked about the show Dennis the Menace and they claimed that Dennis the Menace the show had one of the very first catchphrases which was hey Mr. Wilson I don't know if that's true or not but it's a, a little bit of history one other thing I wanted to point out about that is that according to CBS Sunday Morning referred to Mr. Wilson as Dennis's elderly neighbor and the actor who played him was my age when he died <laughs> wow so. Well, let me say this first. To start, I was nowhere near the statue, and I have an alibi for that night. <laughs> um, but more importantly, um, I always wonder if a catchphrase can be a name, yeah. a hello, Mr. Wilson. I, I know, was actually uh, going to say that. That That's interesting. We are definitely going to talk about that as we – in fact, let's get going. Like, what is a catchphrase? All right. If so, I could say – yeah, I don't think uh, hello, Mr. Wilson qualifies. I think it's got to be something that – you know, anybody could say that, you you know, hello to somebody. I think it's got to be something that's unique to that character. And so that, so right off the bat, I don't think that one qualifies as the as first. I don't know why I'm doing air quotes when no one can see me, but I don't think that qualifies as the first catchphrase. It, it may be in terms of the fact that Dennis the Menace aired before a lot of the shows that had catchphrases aired. Fine, but I, I wouldn't consider that a catchphrase. Sure. That eliminates things like Skipper or Hebert. You yeah. know, the name oh, without be. question, without question. So, yeah, I actually want to talk about this later, but let's talk about it now, because one of the shows that I think did not have a catchphrase is Cheers, which, boy, we're talking about a lot of Cheers today, which I have no problem with. No. But some people pushed back on me and said Norm is a catchphrase, and I, I don't think it is. I think it's a running gag. It's a running gag, and it's also said by multiple people. A catchphrase needs to be said by one person, for, in my opinion, and it's said by too many people for it to be a Maybe, maybe a couple of people here and I'm there. I'm back on you on that okay let's hear it sit on it yeah and i knew you were going to do that the minute i said it <laughs> i actually heard you pushing back in my head yeah and i think there are exceptions to that rule but i think that norm it goes back to what we we're saying before it's a lot of people saying a name and the thing of it is is that when they said it it was always whoever was in the bar at that time you couldn't really identify it with anybody true I, well you, you would i guess you identify it with norm who doesn't Never no, I mean, it. you couldn't identify with anybody saying it. It yeah. was more, it was known as something that was done when he walked in, but nobody got kind of famous for saying it. Yeah, yeah. So. And I think that's where catchphrases, you know, get their significance is yeah. somebody gets famous in saying it. It's, you know, in the 70s, it was something for a character to say for the studio audience to to cheer. You know, yeah. they were waiting for it all episode. They yep. needed that dynamite moment or that what you're talking about Willis moment. Yeah. And, and I want to actually talk about dynamite with, with good 
times. Yep. There's if a we, lot to talk about there. Yeah, and and I want to I want to bring that up because it's such a unique thing because it, it was as famous a catchphrase as there ever was. Um, I think we could all agree on that. And I, I actually remember there were T-shirts. I remember people had T-shirts with JJ, you know, Jimmy Walker's character with with JJ on the T-shirt with dynamite on the top of the bottom, whatever. It, it was a hugely famous catchphrase, and it definitely got the studio audience going whenever he said it. Now that said, it, it really kind of distracted. It didn't really fit in with the tone of the show, which was you know humor with with some with humor about serious things going on, and it really it was almost distracting from like the humor of the show and kind of weird for a norm a Norman Lear. a Norman Lear show to have to have such a thing going on. In it. Any any thoughts on that? Well, John Amos and Esther Roll both hated it. Yeah, so they hated the character in general and okay. the JJ character in general. They hated everything about the character. They had a long list of grievances with the character. Mm-hmm. Far, you know, far too many for people getting paid to be on a sitcom. But <laughs> I, I, I didn't have any issues. I thought his character was a good character. I thought he was funny, and I thought overall the character fit in well with the show. But it was like here they are, and it was almost like gallows humor on that show because they're making jokes during some oppressive times, you know, in their lives, you know, financial strain and and everything about it. And all of a sudden this happens. It, it was usually preceded by a poem, like a Muhammad Ali type poem, he would say, and yes. then this, and it. Just just felt kind of weird like it was just it just didn't an otherwise great show and it it really it didn't connect you saw it coming a mile away you saw it coming a mile away but it was like yeah. well why we there was no need for it but the show was funny on its own without it well norman lear was actually interviewed on gilbert godfrey's podcast a few years ago and he talked about how amos and estelle roll Esther Roll? Esther, yeah. Esther Roll, how Esther. they hated it. And he said, you know, they were probably right, but there's such pressure to get ratings. Yeah. And the writers knew this is going to get a huge reaction. So. The funny thing is, it didn't really result in ratings. That show struggled for ratings throughout its throughout its run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Anything else about Dynamite, Keith? Um, One of my favorites, I met Jimmy Walker just this past year, and he was selling those t-shirts Jody was talking about, the Dynamite <laughs> wow. t-shirts. And they were selling like hotcakes. Wow. Who was buying them? People our age? People our age, yes. I was one of the youngest people there, I think. I, I will I will go with this to say about those t-shirts somebody got me one for my birthday in you know in the 70s and I gotta tell you I don't know if it was the sign of the times or whatever it was ruined after one washing <laughs> <laughs> well yeah they would have those t-shirt stands in the mall where it was basically just iron on iron on yeah it, it was iron on but I mean the, yeah. the shirt itself the iron on everything about the shirt was done after it went to the wash once yeah I, I wrote down a few everybody good with dynamite anymore no good okay look good I, I wrote down a few others and this has to push back the honeymooners was on before dennis the menace right yes sir because the honeymooners has uh baby you're the greatest bang zoom to the moon yep so. and, and you see here's the thing what we'll say with the honeymooners in terms of those catchphrases too they fit in with the tone of the show they fit in with what was going on they fit in with jackie gleason's sort of style and most of them are probably ad lib because gleason hated to rehearse so it was really you know these were they didn't take away from the rest of the show whereas i thought dynamite did i think that's the biggest difference right there yeah, That's true. Yeah. And Gleason definitely knew that that was what his audience wanted to. They wanted that catchphrase. Right. But Gleason didn't think that way, though, in terms of Gleason just did what he did. He didn't rehearse. Things came to him and he and he and he went with it. He had a, he had 
he had instincts sort of with that with that regard. Yeah. Did they and he didn't trust the, writers. Say that again, Jody? He didn't trust writers, so he came up with a lot of the stuff on the fly. Did Baby You're the Greatest, like, typically, when it was said, typically end an episode? Usually, yeah. Okay. That, that's my memory, but I don't know if my memory... No, no, usually. You know, right. And then uh, let's talk about, I think, maybe collectively our favorite show, Happy Days, had a heck of a lot of catchphrases. And then I'll turn the floor over to someone else. But here, was, I thought of Sit On It, of course, is is a a, a catchphrase? Or is that just a word? I'm putting my thumb up, and yes. <laughs> Jody? Uh, Di- dynamite's just a word, so... No, it's it's, it's, it's a catchphrase, A. Yeah. Is is Richie singing Blueberry Hill a catchphrase? Yes, sir. Interesting. Because he only sang part of it. He, he just sang, I found my thrill, and that was it. He didn't sing the rest of the song. He went through on Blueberry Hill. Occasionally, but 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 usually what would happen is he would start saying that, and the crowd would cheer. Okay. Correct Amundo? Definitely. Yep. Uh, did Fonzie say this one enough? I was wrong. No, I don't think that's a catchphrase. Yeah, I wouldn't think so either. And yeah, not again, because not said enough. Okay. Bucko? Is bucko a catchphrase? It's an insult. I don't know if it's a catchphrase. I'm I'm saying no. I'm gonna go thumbs down on that as well. I might say thumbs yes. It was said by one character. It's it identifies with I don't know. Again, uh, was it said enough? I'd have to rewatch all of happiness, which I actually don't mind doing. Say, I don't see how that's a problem. <laughs> uh how about you're such a potsy? Uh Wow. I don't know I, if I, that I, was you guys well thought known this enough. was going to be easy. Yeah. <laughs> what does everyone think of you such a potsy? I don't know if it's well known enough. Right. Yes. It's it, And it wasn't something that the audience was waiting for. It wasn't something that, as a viewer, you were like, oh, I can't wait for someone to say you're such a potsy. <laughs> Now well, I maybe not you, Keith. But <laughs> oh, I, I maybe Anson fingers. Williams was, but I I had my fingers crossed every Tuesday night. Uh, all right, it was yeah, usually yeah, Ralph yeah. who said it, right? It was usually uh. I feel like Joni might have said it sometimes too. Yeah, I, I I feel like Ralph said it a lot. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. All right, two more Happy Days ones. How about yep, 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 yep. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Did he say that in the Odd Couple too? Uh, he um, did. Yeah. He actually did say it in the Odd Couple a couple of times, but not as much as he would do it in happy days okay and then last one chachi 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 is that a is that a catchphrase i think so I'm saying no on that one, but certainly Chachi's wah 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 was. I did not think of wah yeah. wah wah. Yeah. yeah, that definitely. That yeah. is definitely a catchphrase. But all right, I can keep going. Does anybody uh, want to talk about catchphrases that I haven't talked about? I do have more, but I'm happy to turn the floor over. No, keep keep going. This is good. Okay, here's a all right. Here's a game. We started this with Norm, but here's a game. Catchphrases or not catchphrases? <laughs> when we get Marcia- the buzzer, I'm ready. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. No, no, only, I, only, only one episode. I agree. We we all agree. Yeah. Yada yada yada. No, uh, only one episode. Okay, Same. You, you agree, Keith? Yes. How about this? This might be a little tricky. The plane, the plane. Yes. It, Did it, he say it in the show? He said it every week. He said it every week. It was well known. It was um it, yeah. I I I would say it, yeah. I would say definitely yes on that one. Right. It was so well known. I mean, he made a career out of that after Fantasy Island yeah. was over. You know, doing commercials like I think it was a yogurt commercial. The plane, the plane, <laughs> and it was all right. Yogurt. All right, all right. <laughs> and then I have a category. I actually didn't. I wrote a couple of things down, but I didn't dig into this too much. Shows that you would think have catchphrases. But don't. Uh, as far as I can tell, did Mash Mash didn't have a catchphrase? No, not at all. Right, Keith? Can you think of any? Again, it goes back to you know the the, the PA announcer. You know, is that a catchphrase? What he when he started? You know. 
Is there yeah. any words he said every time? Not really. Just attention, all personnel. But that was about it. Uh, I, I would say no to Mash having any catchphrases. Radar clean the office. Is that <laughs> Colonel Potter, sir. Would that be a catchphrase? <laughs> no, not yeah, a no. Um, did Three's Company have a have a? Uh, I keep saying podcast instead of catchphrase. Did Three's Company have a catchphrase? I'm gonna say no on that. I don't believe so. You would think Larry would have had one, but yeah, no. It was it was a lot of physical comedy. It was a lot of again innuendo, which was always the uh, you know misunderstandings it was you know it was it was slapstick yeah right you, yeah. you had you had the silent catchphrase of mr roper kind of looking at the camera yes. after yeah and he had and he had jack falling over stuff but 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 you know yeah i agree you would think that it just seems like a show that would have a catchphrase but i don't as far as i know i, I think we're all in agreement i don't think it yeah. did I, this show is a little different from three's company but i don't think barney miller had a catchphrase no it, it maybe, didn't maybe hey barn <laughs> Uh, soap? No, no, not that kind of show. And it, yeah, it was. Yeah, again, not. Yeah, exactly. Done in a different. It was a spoof on soap operas, which were. It was done in that in that way. How about the Jeffersons? Uh, I'm gonna say no. No, I, I mean, you know, it's a lineage of shows that have uh, catchphrases, and I don't think the Jeffersons did. Keith. Yeah. I, I think catchphrases, no. if you're not, if they don't come to mind right away, they probably didn't have them. With that, I think almost every catchphrase we've spoken about has been one that we knew about immediately. Right. right. I think if right. you have to think about it, there's no there's no catchphrase there. The closest thing to catchphrases on the Jeffersons was just Mr. Jefferson, you know, insulting people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of which I don't want. I don't right, want exactly. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not go there now. <laughs> I put it correct here, but... We don't uh, want the next show to be an apology. We're really focused on comedies, but one from an hour-long drama. There's a couple from hour-long dramas from this era. Who loves you, baby? That's definitely a catchphrase. Right? Without question, sure. yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. How about just one more thing? Columbo. Oh, Columbo? I don't know. I, I feel... I'm on the fence with that one because I feel it was just sort of more of the way he spoke or, or style than anything yeah. else. He didn't always say just one more thing. He would sometimes say other things when he would go back to that. So right. I'm going to I'm going to say no. I agree. Another, I agree. You agree? I think I agree with that too. Another non-comedic one and I think this is definitely a catchphrase, live long and prosper. Of course, Spock's famous yes. phrase. A absolutely. Sure, absolutely. How about um Hill Street Blues? Let's be careful Let's out there. Let's be careful out there. That's that's absolutely. easily that's a big one. I did not watch Hill Street Blues. My impression is he said that in like every episode. Is that true? Yeah. Well, the, the the character who said it, uh, uh, Michael Michael Conrad was the actor and uh his character he died. Uh, the actor died and then the the people who he said it when he did roll every morning when he addressed the he was the sergeant and he addressed all the officers the people who replaced him in that role didn't say it okay but um, i remember betty thomas saying it towards the end of the series kind yes. of as a homage to him yeah betty betty thomas actually took over that 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 uh thing at one point yeah okay. odd couple is oscar 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 absolutely cousin to chachi 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 <laughs> well <laughs> gary marshall but yes I, I would say absolutely is that the only one from the odd couple i think so yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse wouldn't be one, but he likes to say the name three times. He would have been, he would have been problematic in and I think another in Beetlejuice. I think another catchphrase too that tailored itself to the actor's talents. You yeah, know, that, that was what Randall did, and it focused on that. So, how about a uh, Andy Griffith show also home to several catchphrases? Nip it in the bud, right? That's a catchphrase. I don't know that any of Andy Griffith's catchphrases became. I, I think that became more of a thing with shows in the 70s to be honest with you i don't know if shows of that era had outright catchphrases you don't think right. nip it in the bud is a catchphrase 
It wouldn't be on a T-shirt. Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? I think I think the 70s did stuff like that more than um, the 60s. T-shirts are walking around with, like, Baby of the Greatest on it. A T-shirt's not a requirement. <laughs> yeah, I, but I think that's more the exception, not the rule with, with the Honeymooners. But I just think that this kind of shows that came out in the 70s and 80s lent itself more towards that. So Gomer Pyle saying surprise, surprise, surprise. Is no, that, that would qualify. I would agree. But I'm, I'm saying I think I think those shows are fewer and far between in that era than they were later. All right. One more from the Andy Griffith universe, Shazam. Yes. So, yeah. A um, lot of what Gomer Pyle said, yes. Yeah. And then one of the biggies we haven't talked about, what you talking about, Willis? What you, what you talking yeah. about, Willis? And you know what? Here's what I will say with that and sort of the opposite of the of Dynamite. That one works simply because that show was tailored around Gary Coleman's talents or whatever, you know, and they, you know, everything was, a, you know, even shows, even episodes that weren't about him were, were uh, how he would react to things was a big part of everything they did. And so that worked because it was just put the camera on him and let him do stuff. And there it was. So yeah, that, yeah, absolutely a catchphrase and worked, worked very well for that show. It was also one, in my opinion, that wore out as well. Yeah, well, yeah, a lot of things they may have done on that show may have worn out their welcome, but, but <laughs> that is you know, true. You know that 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 show's problem was they did everything to excess and it, it it got old. But another show though that was dealing with a semi-serious topic, but they were they were doing it more comedically than than Good Times was. Yeah, I think they knew from the beginning though that it was going to be more comedic, whereas Good Times had the Norman Lear name attached to it, which sort right. of set you up for a more serious show. Yes, but they were walking into kind of a landmine, a white single dad raising two you know black orphans was was they had a you know they, it was not going to be easy yeah 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 so. all right well and i guess just one more show i'll mention if marsha 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 is not a catchphrase and we all agree it isn't did the brady bunch have one i don't think they did i don't think so either no so, but all right have we talked this topic to death anything else uh, I, I would like to say anything? this to, to both of you go golf with giraffes that is my it's <laughs> That is my attempt as of, of a catchphrase that I will be using throughout this podcast. And, and we're ordering T-shirts on that next week. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. You can you can find them at your uh, local uh, '70s T-shirt kiosk. So, but. Is, right. is there a local anything anymore? Or does things just get ordered online? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's a guy in a mall making uh, what is it again, Keith? Is it a, what was go that? golf with giraffes? Yeah, there's a guy in a in a mall making iron-ons of go golf with giraffes. <laughs> I'm gonna add one last thing with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, we didn't talk about Welcome Back, Cotter, which had a bunch of catchphrases. Oh, my God. Including, you know, up your nose with a rubber hose and, and other stuff, things. When Travolta left the show and they brought on, what's it, Stephen Shortage to be Bo? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm sure. Okay. They they tried to get a, tach, a catchphrase for him and it didn't work. But they tried to get a, a, a real man doesn't uh, kick a pregnant alligator. And I don't know. I don't know why they came up with that really? one. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Well, on that note, we're going to say goodbye and uh wish everyone a great time and enjoy those catchphrases thanks everyone, Bye, everyone. absolutely let's be careful out there <laughs> thanks for listening to don't touch that dial a classic tv podcast if you like what you heard be sure to subscribe and please leave a review on itunes spotify or wherever you listen We'll be back soon with another journey back in time to the days of static, laugh tracks, and seven channels.